a Rooster Teeth production. to the only show that stays living in your girls dms it's the rt podcast i am your host armando torres and joining me today are two very special guests we got drew saplin i'm drew saplin <laughs> and caroline constar and i am not drew saplin yeah hello do you prefer uh caroline constar or your government name or my government name? i i prefer my government name because okay. constar is actually like you know how when you were 12 and you made a snapchat username and mm. it was like a poopy farts 11 i actually fucked up in that all of my gamer tags are just mondo torres oh, and no. so anytime somebody gets really mad at me when we're playing a game they, they just find me uh on social media and it's always happened it's just always been a thing that happened so yeah. uh I think yours is better that you Consnar? came up with something. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. When I was 12, I thought that was really catchy. Consnar. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, in case you are trying to uh, say deliberately mean things to her, like all of the people have done for me, government name is uh, Carolyn Grossman. Carolyn Ariel Grossman. Oh, wow. We got wow. the full government. Oh, Let's my, introduce. Mm, I'm mm, Armando mm, Julian mm, Torres. Mm, nope. And you are? Nope. Nope. And you are? Can I, nope. can I take a guess at what your middle yes. name is? Sure. And And you can give me like a... A Q. Yeah, go uh -huh. ahead. John. No. Ooh. Can I take a guess sure. as to what your full name is? Yeah, go ahead. And remind you that I know what your full oh, name is. Oh, do you? Well, shit. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought. Fine. Robert? <laughs> no. Am no. I close? No. No. Is it Christian? Is it like a... Uh, like a Christian name or like the name Christian? Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christian name. It's Christopher. It's, it's Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. You no, got that's, me. that's not it. We have a great show for okay. you uh, today. Uh, Gus Sorolla and Sammy Mayotti are stopping by to play some tabletop roll playing games wait. i can't wait Ooh, we give some advice on how to cope with your mom getting boned uh and then of course we turn headlines into punchlines in always on but before that i have a topic that i specifically wanted to bring to the podcast and get uh y'all's opinion on so the other day I tried uh, banana pudding for the first time. You've never had banana pudding. I've never had banana pudding before. For, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt. How, what did you think of it? Um, I think it was good. I think it's really strange. It seems like one of those things where like, Sometimes you hear about cookbooks when they all got really into Jello, oh, yeah, and it's like, like hot dog Jello. Wait, put shrimp in Jello, yeah. and your wife can cook it when she's fucking killing her brain with these pills we're making Sometimes. her take. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it seemed like that. It seemed like that to me. Like, just really, like, okay, it's Nilla wafers. I, and... I never equated the barbiturate epidemic with Jello. The lack of makes, cooking. But it makes yeah. so much fucking sense. Yeah, right. Like, I can't, I can't think of a goddamn thing. Let's put hot dogs in the clear Jello. Great, done, fine, yeah. solved. Yeah. Wait, have you had banana pudding? I, I think I have, but it was like authentic banana pudding. It was like particular. What is it, by the way? It's just vanilla pudding with bananas and vanilla wafers in it. It's yeah. nothing special. It's just very southern. There was like some some like graham cracker it's sprinkled into it. Vanilla wafer. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, but it, it was it was okay. I feel like anything that has been liquefied and to that like yogurt consistency, sure. it, it feels like I'm eating bile. 
It doesn't taste. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. I I get that. I thought it was good. I thought, but honestly, I thought like conceptually it was fine. It just sure. seemed very strange to me. I also had, I would say, probably a more plussed up version. It didn't feel like it was just the Jello shit mixed with uh, whatever and and put on top of something. Are the you floor, raising the floor, your hand? The floor recognizes Caroline. <laughs> I have a habit of raising my hand. You don't have to do that. It just it it makes me feel like when I speak, it's more valid. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel more. <laughs> Okay, like I, I asked for permission, and now it's, I've been validated to speak. Well, I'm I'm about to give you permission to speak, but I want to let you know how awful it feels to turn around <laughs> in the middle of a thought and see what looks like a small child just going, "Excuse me, I have a thought." Yes, Caroline, I do have a question. Uh huh. When did banana pudding? When was it invented, and why is it particularly southern? Did it have to do with the history of southern states? I'm I'm sure there's a terrible explanation for it. I'm sure it has something to do with barbecue and uh, how easy it was to make. I don't know. I don't. Uh. I think it was the only thing they had during the Civil War. Okay, that's what I was about to say. How do we yeah. connect this to the Civil the War? Rations. I think banana pudding is really, truly, when you think about it, it's really about states' rights. Right. I agree. States' rights to. Nilla Drew, wafers. finish the sentence. Okay, all right. Um, anyway, that wasn't even part of it. The part of it was is that I had banana pudding for the first time, right. and I was there uh, with a friend of a friend um, who, <laughs> first of all, again, not part of the f- the meaning of the story, but grabbed the banana pudding out of my hands and went, oh, I got to try this. I'm like an expert on banana pudding. And then uh, stuck his spoon inside of what it an and tried it. Sorry. And tried it um, and goes, oh, that's honestly pretty decent. I give it an eight out of ten. And then we kept talking about like what makes good banana pudding, good banana pudding. And like uh, the fact that like his mom used to make it or some shit. I don't know. Boring, dumb shit that people talk about. It is sad. A sad thing to be an expert on. No, no, no. I'm an expert on banana pudding. Do you have a degree? PhD in banana pudding. Sorry. I went to Paui and I learned how to make French pudding or banana pudding. Um, Which is Southern. So, (laughs) yeah, South of France. I went down to Mason Dixon line. I learned how to make that banana pudding. I went down to the Mason Dixon line of Versailles and I learned how to make myself some banana (laughs) goddamn pudding. Um, we put baguettes in it. Anyway, he 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 kept going on about like where he's had other good banana pudding, and the highest one that he rated uh, sounds like a terrible person. And I don't do we wanna, know this person. Yeah, do we, is this somebody? Is this one of our friends? Do, no, it's are, a friend of a mutual friend. Okay. Uh, and I don't want to shit on this person too bad because they they were. I feel like you're exaggerating how into banana pudding they are. I wish I was. I wish I was exaggerating how into this person was. That's like me grabbing this. Yeah. Being like, I'm My an expert water? on water. I'm holding his glass of water. Well, that that was a whole subreddit for a while that got renamed um, for similar reasons to the origins of banana pudding. My point is, the, the highest number that they pointed out was a 9 out of 10. To which I asked the question, well, where have you had a 10 out of 10 banana pudding? And that is when this person revealed to me that when they rank things on a scale from 1 to 10, um, they have a hypothetical perfect 10 that they have not experienced yet that person's correct i like well, that well i think you're fucking wrong <laughs> because the way that i do a scale a one to ten is a one is the worst version of it that i have ever had personally a 10 is the best version of that thing that i have also ever had but I, say I you would, 
you have something and it's a 10 and then you have something else and you're like, whoa, this is better than the thing I had before. That the yeah, I've already fucking, given it a 10. It's See, a curve I, scale. I just believe in like an asymptotal approach to 10. Like there is no, so you'll always get really close to 10, but you'll never, 10 is perfection and you can't ever achieve it. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard in my entire I, I life. I agree with you, by the way. That's the second saddest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You, you can have a taste though. I feel like sometimes I've, I've met human beings where I'm like, you're a 10. And somebody else can also be a ten, but they're they're very different in the way that they present themselves, and so sure. it, it's it's about taste. Ten is an amalgam of the thing my, my taste and. I've things. met a lot of sevens in my life, I guess. Yeah. Thank so. you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm hosting a podcast with two of them right now. Hey. Uh, I think the scale for grading people is different than I have for grading 100%. banana pudding. Sure. Um, especially given the dark origin that we gave it at the beginning of the episode. Right. But uh, I, I think that's incredibly sad to have like this hypothetical 10 that you may never experience. Always working towards the thing you can never attain. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I have that enough with my career. It, it definitely colors my existence. With my say. love life, with uh, my own personal achievements for myself. Wait, so the, you're telling me the only thing that you don't do this scale on is just food? Uh, yeah. So wait, you're coming at me being like, oh, there's no such thing as well, a 10. Because food is something that, we were discussing this before. It's something that will always be incredible even when you're the most depressed you've ever been even when you're about to eat boy dinner which mm -hmm. as we all know boy dinner ends with suicide <laughs> <laughs> that's something that we talked about beforehand by the way we shouldn't just drop boy dinner Shit. and walk away Shit. boy dinner is the antithesis to girl dinner which boy dinner is when you're when you're done when you're good you're when, you're done. When, when you're done it's time to you, go. when you, you it's you when pat you pat your mouth it, boy <laughs> dinner, and, you, and you ask me excuse <laughs> no don't do that we, I can't describe what it was, but if you're watching the video version available on roosterteeth.com or youtube.com slash at roosterteethpodcast, that's at symbol. Uh, boy dinner is when you have finally experienced that 10 out of 10 banana pudding. <laughs> and you're and done. You, and you go, may I'm done. May I have an excuse? That's funny. <laughs> no, this time you're not asking questions. It's yeah. not may I be excused. I am excused. I'm, excuse. I'm, I'm excused. I'm, excuse. I'm excusing myself. <laughs> I got. I made a Jello full of barbiturates. I am excused. I'm excused. Uh, I'm sorry. Continue. Well, uh, I think the, the the point was just that food is something that, regardless of where you are mood wise, you could be very low. Food will still be amazing. Sometimes it doesn't taste as good, or it's not as rewarding as it usually is. But still, it always is um, a drug. Yeah. It, it's it's drug of choice. You know. I think food can be really good. I think I've also just like I don't know. I have a moving sliding scale. I yeah. have a scale for like I. This was a ten meal in my mind for this specific type of food. What are you? I just want to clip out. I just want to have a clip of you just being like, I think you know. I think food can be really good. Just like the most banal. I think, just like what's what are you guys watch doing the, the Rooster Teeth podcast? <laughs> <laughs> You'll get a hard hitting opinion. I think food can be really. Good. I think food I think can be good. really good. I think food can be really good, and I wish I was dead. Yeah. I think that's this episode. That's the tagline. That's, that's, a, that's the title this. of the episode. Have you seen the new episode of Rooster Teeth Podcast called I Think Food Is Really Good and I Wish I Was Fucking Dead? <laughs> I think there's something wrong with them. The show's been really upsetting since Gus yeah, left. Yeah, they need to send a mental health care professional out <laughs> that's, here. That's actually our premiere segment this this week <laughs> is we got therapy <laughs> for all of us. Yeah. Oh, why wow. am I not included in that? I need that. I need that. Uh, I don't know, it. man. I, I What I meant by food is good um, is that like, I feel like having that hypothetical 10 robs you of being like, 
so much of my life is eating a really good meal and going, oh man, that was a good meal. And every time after I've eaten a good meal, I come talk to my friends and you've seen this specifically where I go, oh, I just had the best X, Y, or Z sure. from this place. You got to try it. It's a 10 out of 10. I'm so excited to show it to you. I feel like I'm stoked about it because it is the 10 out of 10 meal in my mind. Having that open spot means that you're always going, that was really good, but it wasn't the best. It's the spirit of adventure. I can I, Now I'm going to go out into the world and find the best. But you'll never find it. By your own definition, you'll never find and it. And then we're always on the adventure. It feels like you're selling us religion. You're like, it does. I, I found God. <laughs> and he's so perfect. This I can, he pudding. is the 10. I can't even conceive of how perfect he is. That's why he's so perfect. No. Let me share him that's with you. That's what you're fucking doing. Well, that's what it sounds like with the, with the food where it's like, guys. I just had the most incredible thing and you have to try it. It just saved my life. It, it say, and it can save you. Guys, I just tried the most amazing hamburger. And if you don't like this hamburger, I'll slaughter your whole village. <laughs> if you don't talk about how you also love this hamburger. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's, I think you guys live a sad life. I like, think I live a sad uh, life for different but reasons. I think that that's just with food though. You're saying like, I, but it's the idea of everything. Like everything, no, there is no perfect 10 I really like it. I think life. it's comforting that there is something so perfect mm. I can't conceive of it. That's, that's what makes it beautiful. Is that I don't have the ability to perceive of it, but it exists. That sucks. That's like, that's like the Cartesian definition of God, right? Yes, it is. It's the, <laughs> it's the geometric, like God is, a, is an algebraic. Yeah, but, but by the way, Emerson has the same thing where he's like, God is a circle. It's a concept. It's a, a, the, God is a circle and that a circle is a perfect thing conceptually. And, and that's how we can equate him to God. And you're right. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, I think I you guys Descartes. are stupid. Before the, before <laughs> the podcast started, I was like, man, Armando, you're going to have to really dumb this episode down. Everybody's very smart. And you're like, nah, man. And then like two minutes into the podcast, we're talking about the Cartesian like definition. I'd the Cartesian method. You know, I'd you, love to I, talk about 17th this... century French philosophers. Have you heard of Voltaire? That man hated Jews and... <laughs> Why did you stop talking there? That was the worst possible time to stop talking. And I, I think I fight. stopped myself at the best possible time. Because <laughs> okay. I read Voltaire. And if anybody doesn't know, he's a he's a very angry French philosopher. And he criticizes the Jewish people as a whole. And it was the first time where I was like, oh, I get it. No. Oh, <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Not from that perspective. Where it was sort of like, I never understood anti-Semitism, culturally speaking. Of course, you know, there's, there's a whole thing that happened in the 40s. But... Just the general sentiment of not uh, liking this this group of people in the religion, I didn't understand it. And then I read this and I was like, oh, this is it's interesting because I get where this mistrust came from. Mm -hmm. Started as early as the 1700s. I'm not an anti-Semite. No, I want to thank, by the way, just really quick before we move forward. I want to thank Carolyn Grossman. Ariel <laughs> Grossman. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Showing off her star of David Pendant? No, no, no. It's a, it's the Shema. Oh, there yeah. we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Shema oh. Yisrael. All right, anyways. This one's just a chain. It's just a chain. That's how I show that I'm Mexican. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I do want to also point out that you both had the exact same fear in different directions where Drew came to me and went, this podcast is going to be too smart. We got to dumb it down. And I said, first of all, none of us are as smart as you think we are, yourself included. Sure. And you, Caroline, came to me beforehand and went, I don't know that I can do like 
a fun jokey podcast because like i kind of i don't like i kind myself. of don't like myself and it's like yeah idiot yeah, Neither that's do we. why we're all here that's why we if, make content if somebody else validates me i don't have to validate myself you're fuck that guy your god is a circle my circle is the hole in my heart that can't be filled by anything except for 10 out of 10 foods right. that i need to tell myself our birds shut your fucking mouth i just want to know what a 10 out of 10 is well in what i get food which food <laughs> It just the last time you banana had a 10 pudding. Out of 10. The last time I had a ten out of ten food was uh, from Quantos Hamburguesa, and I had a really. Did outs- you have a hamburguesa? I had a hamburguesa, and I had a really outstanding hamburger that was different from other hamburgers that I've tried before, made in a different style. And what or, added to the why? Why? Um, basically, he made a, a, a quesadilla out of a out of like, but like a real quesadilla, not like the ones that we have in America, where it's like a corn tortilla dipped in a little bit of like um whatever the stock was that Mm -hmm. the meat was cooking in uh with cheese on it and then the meat on top of it and that was part of the hamburger and it sounds like a fucking taco bell monstrosity but it wasn't and it wasn't too much that's the other thing is like a hamburger didn't feel like too much it just felt like it was perfectly right and one of the things that added to this meal was that I got to talk to the owner and the chef of the place. Oh, so it's not just the food. It's like the experience. The That's part of fucking You have to be in the mood for that food. So, but that guy was saying like a 10 out of 10 banana pudding. Like, no. That's what, well, you can't. He, first of all, he said 8 out of 10 Oh, banana sure, pudding. fine. <laughs> Secondly, all of that stuff is always part of the thing, the ambiance, the fucking, the story, everything. It's always part of everything. Marketing goes into everything. Sure. You can't just ever enjoy but anything he, for what it is. He's talking about a universal 10, which means that every on a technical level, it's incredible. It's not about his taste. It wasn't. It's not about the mood he was in. I don't think such a thing exists for anything. Oh, I don't, I think okay. A, Except for me. I think accounting for taste, there is no universal 10 in anything. I think your <laughs> 10 out of 10 for whatever it would be, I think it's valid. But I also think that my 10 out of 10 for something could be different from yours accounting for that taste. I don't think there is a universal unarguable 10 out of 10 in any not until we colonize everything correct well hold on you can't come <laughs> on to my fucking show spout your anti-semitic bullshit and then call for the no colonization of the earth i did no such thing i'm just saying you can bring the the eurocentric mindset where you can determine what is the the ultimate good by just by by <laughs> silencing other people's opinions you know that uh, every other episode this is the most diverse show that we have 100 channel it's so funny I just realized every that. other episode not uh, this one you did a good job great uh so in my mind a 10 out of 10 meal did you ever read Redwall as a kid the books about the little critters no okay well like there's just I, little... bet I read Clifford the big red dog me too buddy okay great. Yeah. well in those books they're always talking about food and like they do a really good job of describing food and whatever that food is you'll never have because it's all these like rabbits and ferrets and shit that are like eating out in the woods and mm-hmm. so that in my head that's the like 10 of 10, a red wall meal is a 10 of 10 meal. I'll never be able to have it. That sucks. I've read about it. I know that it, like those critters. But you'll never are... get to experience it. I See, can, like, I imagine it and it sounds pretty good. I guess, but I could imagine what the goop tasted like from the movie Hook. It's not a good movie. You're doing it, Peter. Exactly. I fucking love that line in that movie. Wait, is Hook a good movie? We had this fucking ah! debate, not on the podcast. We had it in our work slack. Oh, where, God. Uh, uh, somebody uh, on uh, we uh, slack in case you're out there not having a job, which fucking I envy you. Um, it, there's <laughs> what it's sad discord. You just you just turned into yeah. you just turned into like a 1950s like uh, uh, 
the odd couple like good into you straight to the moon yeah uh that is a perfect way to describe it slack is sad discord for work and uh in our slack uh, somebody asked, is Hook a good movie? And it was overwhelmingly yes from a lot of people. And then some people chiming, chiming in, like Eric Bedore being like, fuck you, this movie sucks, and you have bad taste in movies. What is Hook? Hook is the... <laughs> Wait, is that a Peter Pan movie? <laughs> yeah. All right, I never it's the, saw it. It's the, it's the most, like, I was like, yeah, I, I knew that you had not seen it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just uh, Robin Williams' grown-up Peter Pan. And he goes back to, he like gets captured and goes back to Neverland and he has to face Dustin Hoffman as Hook. And uh, the voice actor who plays uh, one of the guys in Avatar The Last Airbender is in that movie too. Yeah. And they all eat goop. Yeah. It's like colorful goop. Rufio. Rufio. It's, it's a great movie for kids. And then when you're an adult and you watch it, you go, this was bad. It's bad. Yeah. But I have nostalgia See, for it, so I can't not think about it. Fair that's enough. the other thing that goes into a rating system is accounting sure. for stuff like memories and et cetera. Like it's yeah. a, you might rate that movie higher than if I, or if anyone had seen it uh, without that context. But then I'll, I mean, that just goes to the argument of like art shouldn't be rated. Like you shouldn't put a number on. Yes, you should. Everything's you art. You absolutely should. Uh, but it's art. But it's like no, foods because are, like, if you say that, then the internet will just be. Will was showing me TikToks earlier, and it was just 3D gifs and loud dubstep noises, and he's laughing at it. And I'm like, this is the future of art. Art is dying because this is what people are going to be consuming at mass. So you need to be able to s say with certainty. This is dog shit, <laughs> and there is a a, um, uh, a statue in Italy that took years to craft, and that is objectively better than this. Now, okay, yeah. I'm raising my hand. All right, Armando. <laughs> I'm raising my it's hand. It's not my show, so I couldn't call on it. <laughs> Two things. Uh, one, I want to counter the saddest thought that you've presented on this podcast. I believe it. Which is that art is dying. I think there's more art than there ever has been before, but part of that is but the it fact mean anything. <laughs> part of that is that there's more of that and the better art is harder to find. It's hard to find, but but why even find it? There's no there's no good place to consume it anymore. Bob Dylan said the most <laughs> boomer thing ever. And he was like, music is too easy to find now and so it doesn't mean anything. It's not special anymore. All there's great music. It's really good. Technically speaking, incredible music, but you can find it on demand instantaneously all the time. So it's less special. And I was like, oh, fuck. So, yes, it's the best time to be an artist. It's probably one of the easiest times to be an artist. But it doesn't matter because your art will mean less in a consumer-based society. Bob Dylan's grandson, Pablo Dylan, is a SoundCloud rapper. Oh, um, yeah. no. That's why he was taking out his anger. Promotes <laughs> yeah, that, his music great. using the Dylan family name. Yes. So I don't think, I don't listen to anything anyone else has to say about art. I think that there's never been more of it. And part of it is finding it. And art has become more and more niche or niche or however you pronounce that stupid fucking word. Niche. 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 <laughs> And uh, to your point of, I, I even forgot what you were saying because I got so wrapped up in that <laughs> bullshit. But also, I guess to your point, Caroline, like you're saying that art requires an audience. But, oh, I remember no, what it was. I don't think it requires But in order audience. to be considered good or bad, it has to have an audience watching it. And so like that audience, th so it's really about like, I think the art shouldn't be rated be, or like, judged at all so that people are free to make what they feel and then can create something sans audience I says a bad artist that's a bad artist say <laughs> wow i'm fair, just kidding fair. says the director of the movie that i was in by the way that's oh, what he did i bet it was really good <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right
I'm but sure it's fine. When I was you guys tried really hard. You did a, a, a video. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You did a movie. You should put that in your skit. <laughs> you should do one of those little skits. Yeah, I want a fucking boy dinner right now. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say to you, and then we could get out of yeah. here and uh, go. Uh, can we? Uh, can we fly in some cyanide? Um, what I was going to say to you is one of my tooth that I just <laughs> bite down real hard and I just I'm out. Now that's a ten out of ten deal. Yeah. I think that you're talking about judging art on a mass scale, which again, I don't think anything can have one mass judgment over it. Sure. Like a 10 out of 10 should not translate necessarily to everyone. There is, oh, I fucking hate this. One of the funniest bits that they ever did in Family Guy. <laughs> All right. All right. Go ahead and feel free to tune Boy out. dinner. <laughs> One of the funniest bits they ever did in Family Guy is a weird, out of nowhere discussion where uh, Peter reveals to the rest of the family that he watched The Godfather and didn't like it. And didn't it. like it. And it's just them yelling at him for not liking it and him not understanding why they liked it and then revealing like oh i didn't even finish the movie it insists upon itself and that's my favorite part is every time he go he thinks he says something's more like it insists upon itself and they go what the fuck does that mean because it's all subjective and i can have my rating of art or food and also i think everything's art like that guy poured his heart and soul into oh, that hamburger was art yeah and so like i don't know i'm just saying you should not a, you should not push the 10 away from yourself and you should embrace being able to have Embr a ten. embrace the 10 and have multiple tens. Maybe I have a multiple 10. Like, Oh, yeah, that's but then it devalues the 10. Fuck you. I'm going to boy ten, dinner. Let's now, get now out of here. Art inflation. Yeah. yeah. Now there's art inflation. I <sighs> there's difference though, between expression and commentary. And I think that commentary is, can have a value can be rated, but expression shouldn't be rated that that i will say that anything can be art but if your art is commentating on something there is uh you can uh, assign a value to it but if it's just i'm expressing myself then fuck you i it's good i guess <laughs> you're great so yeah. you're you're way to go <laughs> if your film is just i'm expressing myself i'll be like that's good that's great but if you're like no it's a commentary on the nature of X, Y, and Z, then I can determine whether or not it's, but it's then, good. But then you could argue that all art is commentary because of experience. And so anything that you're making is... Well, that that is part of it. How are you commentating on the culture that you're living in if you're able to encapsulate the zeitgeist that you're living in in a way that is uh, palatable and interesting then that then i think that it has more value anyways i'm gonna shut up now no yeah before wrap, i eat my boy dinner wrap it up armando <laughs> i think this has been an extremely like the the funniest thing to me is i i brought forth this thing to have a funny little discussion about uh rating scales and i think i tapped into something deep inside my brain which is the way that i fucking labrador through life just trying just trying my hardest to enjoy stuff and i think it uh gave a lot of really fun insight into uh both of you i'm not a labrador okay i know I yeah you're I, not you're I, a chihuahua you're a terrified little being that shakes in its own body and thinks that the world is big and scary and is not having a good time i i think i think there's something in between there because i think there is an evil part of me that's like i could just destroy that's I could get chihuahua. on my soapbox. I could give you twelve effective ways to live your life, and then convert everyone into some ideology that I believe in, make a shit ton of money, and then just control people. So yes, Chihuahua, but a very, a very angry, dominant Chihuahua. Like, this isn't like the, the Taco Bell Chihuahua. This is like the Taco Bell Chihuahua. That's like me. Ten of ten meal. Like Gizmo or Gadget. I forget. Did Gidget? 
No, I'm the beagle from know. Inspector Gadget. That's who I am. This isn't the first time she's pitched me starting a cult. I have. I. It's all that I think about all the time. Okay. It's how I deal with the pain. The pain of living, <laughs> not general pain that comes from living in this decade where things are uh, bizarre and unprecedented and gross and weird and, and unnatural. And so that's how I think about coping with it. Is what happens if I just destroy it all? Well, and build it again. an interesting in subject <laughs> that we'll have to explore deeper at a later time. Sure. Uh, go ahead and rate this episode yeah, good of luck. the podcast. Let us know in the comments what you think of it uh, on your personal scale or tell us what your unachievable 10 out of 10 podcast would be. Um, do that now. And I'm going to read through all of them and boy dinner if I don't like what I see. So... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's have some fun. Let's switch it up and do something that definitely won't get at all dark or weird. It's time for tabletop role-playing game, Quick Quest. Welcome to Quick Quest, a short form tabletop role-playing show where the only thing quicker than our guests' wit is the time frame they have to complete an adventure. I am your game master, Armando Torres, and today we leave the grossly overheated Texas and head to the beautiful Northern California coastline, which for our purposes is uh, unseasonably not on fire. Tucked away deep inside the overgrown California forest is Camp Redwood, a sleepaway summer camp known far and wide for its gorgeous views and the fact that no one has died there at least not yet. But whether or not they get to keep their record is up to our counselors. Let's meet our guests. We have Gus Sarola playing the role of Benny, a by-the-book senior camp counselor who loves Camp Redwood with all his heart. I'm Benny, and it's cool to follow the rules. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Drew Saplin as Chaz, the textbook definition of a jock big, strong, and dumb as a bag of rocks. My name's Chaz, and I came here to play sports and chew bubblegum. Unfortunately, I can't do both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I love Chaz. <laughs> and finally, we have Sammy playing the role of Kiefer, a stoner that could give Shaggy a run for his money. <laughs> What's up, food? <laughs> it would have been great if you had manifested a puff of smoke at the yeah. same time. Uh, manifesting for a real guy. <laughs> it. So, it is just about midnight here at Camp Redwood. The full moon illuminates the serene lake, and the only noise is the quiet hum of the various bugs outside. It's peaceful until you hear glass shattering, followed by a blood-curdling scream. You all shoot out of bed and sprint to the source of the commotion, cabin number seven. From outside, you can see the window has been demolished. And are those claw marks? <gasps> when you get inside, you see a terrified camper named Kevin pointing in horrified silence at his bunkmate's empty bed. The only thing that remains is a torn up shirt and a tuft of brown fur. Well, I think uh, Kevin killed his bunkmate. I didn't do it. Wh who did it? I, I don't know. I was asleep, and then I saw a monster, and it jumped out of the window. Let me see this fur real quick. You pick up the fur. You smell the fur. What do I smell? Uh, it smells like wet dog. 
Are there dogs allowed in this camp? Um, according to the rules, all pets must be left at home. You cannot bring uh, childhood pets. So then who smuggled a dog into this camp? <laughs> I'd like to pick up and shake Kevin to interrogate. Uh, yeah, so you've actually hit our first roll of the game. Great. We are using a system called I made it up. I made it all up. <laughs> there are, it's a great name. There are three possible roles that you can make. Doing shit, which includes anything related to strength, athletics, dexterity. If you want to do something, you got to do shit. Then there is knowing shit. This is your uh, intelligence, your wisdom, your perception. If you want to know something, you got to know shit. And then there's talking shit, which is charisma and straight up luck. If you are good at talking shit, you can almost will shit into existence. And so Drew, you will be kicking us off with the first roll. Great. Do some shit. It's a 10. Uh, plus two modifier, because I do shit? That's a 12. You successfully pick up a child <laughs> and start shaking him, and Kevin goes, oh, Bro, tell want? me about the what happened. You tell me what happened. I don't know. I was asleep in a bad dream, and when I woke up, I saw that there was a big animal, and, 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 then, and then... Kevin, Kevin. Uh-huh. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> So he's giving shit. Yeah, chill out. You're giving, you give, you pass a joint to, uh-huh. Uh, I don't think he's old enough under the state of California yeah. statutes for that. But he needs to chill out, though. Okay, I'm calm now. Okay. Bro, what did you see here tonight? Like, what happened? I was asleep, and when I woke up, I saw what looked like a giant dog, wolf, monster thing, and it, it, it must have eaten the character that, whose name I obviously know. Your bunkmate, Daniel. My bunkmate, Daniel. <laughs> Thank you. I know, Kevin Seven. It's Kevin and Daniel. You're so good at following the, hold on. <laughs> You're so good at following the rules, dude. That's my premium shit. <laughs> <laughs> it took Daniel and then and then it ran away and, and it smashed through the glass on its way out. It didn't smash in, it smashed out. So it's an inside dog we're dealing with here. No further questions, Your Honor. Uh, you you let go, and Kevin slams onto the floor. So this is an inside dog. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> who? Who, who, who? I love the Bahamut, bro. <laughs> okay, so what do you guys want to do? Well, I guess we should go outside and see if we can figure out where this dog went with Kevin. Daniel? You leave the cabin uh, and walk around to the side and you see a lot of glass smashed outward, which means it looks like something blew out uh, of this window and maybe took off uh, towards the forest. Since I have the smell of the hair, mm -hmm. can I sniff the ground and track the this beast? Can you, like a canine? Can you make a, a talk <laughs> shit roll for me, please? Yes. <laughs> roll for munchies? Yeah. <laughs> That is a 16. You are very successful. It's almost like you sense a pathway where something uh, ran through the forest. And when you when you start to pay attention to it a little bit, you see uh, just a straight line of uh, broken twigs and uh, what appear to be giant footprints in the in the in the dirt. I'd like to pursue at full speed. All right, oh. you're right. <laughs> so you're sprinting without them. Yeah. Can you? Are you going ahead of me? <laughs> I'm just running as fast as I can into the woods. Just good. Let him you, go, let him go first. Yeah. Yeah. Roll to do shit, please. If there's anything fucked up, he will get eaten before we Yes. Go. 18. That is a 20. Because oh, right. Plus two. <laughs> so it's a dirty 20. Chaz just puts his, like, sprinter stance 
and then makes, makes his own gunshot noise <laughs> with his mouth. It goes, and then fucking books it like a Looney Tunes character leaving a cloud of smoke that looks just like his own body. I promise not to contaminate the crime scene. <laughs> so we're, should we follow him or should we get the hell out of here? I guess we have to follow him. <laughs> well, I'll try to run and keep up with Chaz. All right. I, I haven't stretched, so I might not be quite as fast. Uh, I need you both to, if you're gonna try to keep up with uh. Chaz, to roll do shit. <laughs> Can I float like a cartoon character when they have a fresh pie? Uh, that's a good question. I'm, now I need you to talk shit. Okay. Um, I rolled a three minus two, which is one. Okay. I got a 13. <laughs> you, uh, like a Popeye style character, break out another one of your joints, <laughs> light it up and hear doo -doo 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 -doo. And then instead of steam coming out of your mouth, it's a cloud of smoke that sort of starts to carry you slowly. You're not keeping up with Chaz, but yeah. it's slowly carrying you into the forest. Benny, you get ready to sprint just like you saw Chaz did, uh, and then fall flat on your face. Your foot flies up mm. and gets caught inside of uh, uh, Kiefer's smoke cloud. Oh no. And you sort of just get dragged <laughs> along. <laughs> your face in the dirt. Every so often, just hitting a rock. Oh, or my a face. Leg. You good back there? Oh, no, help. <laughs> Kevin, save me. Uh, Chaz, you uh, enter a clearing where you find the rest of Kevin's torn up uniform uh, and what appears to be covered in some sort of liquid. I'd like to investigate. All right, can you roll no shit? I love the voice, by the way. Eight minus two, which is six. You, I think you pick it. You pick up. It's it's very dark. Everything is illuminated by the full moon. You pick up this camper's uniform, uh, and it's really wet. And you look at it, and something in your brain goes, "Oh, it's too fucking wet, dude." And that is all that you can tell. Right. Now. I'm sorry. <laughs> is he just the whole thing? This wet ass uniform. Yep. Guys, it's wet. <laughs> it's wet. You hear. It's wet, dude, it's so wet! And as uh, you are sort of still floating through, you notice um, some more intense claw marks uh, on the trees as you get deeper and deeper into the clearing. And suddenly, you get through the clearing, uh, your smoke cloud dissipates, you sort of just like float back down, and then Do you, I fall? Yeah, Benny just straight up falls the rest of the mm. way the uh, I'll dust myself off and, yeah. uh, and try to pull myself together. Can you me. roll to dust yourself yeah, off real that's, quick? Yeah, uh, why not? That's doing yeah. shit? Doing shit. That is a seven. Oh, okay. You are not clean. Yeah, that's a- You are <laughs> wet now. Ooh, can I wet? smell his wet and then smell the <laughs> uniform wet? Do a no shit roll. I don't think I know shit. So that would be a zero. Um, <laughs> you smell Benny. Take yeah, the uniform. Uh, soaking wet. And the only thing your nose is telling you is, this shit wet as hell. This shit is wet as hell. I, yeah, I, I can't I can't help you. Can I use the moonlight to try to get a better glimpse at sure, it? Sure, yeah, the liquid and see if I can determine no what shit. it is? The, the reflection of the... The light. A nine. Man, this I'm having a great time today, guys. I mean, thank you so much for having me here. I mean, I mean, if I could get double digits at one point at all. Uh, so you use the moonlight um, and also grab a hold of this camper's uniform. And uh, it's still really dark outside. Your eyes haven't adjusted. Yeah. Also, you spent uh, about a quarter mile just being dragged across yeah. the floor with rocks in your eyes. Um, and so all that you can tell also 
is that it is extremely wet. You guys are passing a uniform <laughs> between you two going, yeah, it's wet, yeah. it's wet. You hear the sound of a twig snap behind you uh, and through the brush is a really, really bright shining light uh, uh, from a flashlight. And uh, as your eyes sort of start to adjust, you see that it is uh, a police officer, uh, a, a local one in town, Officer Randall, uh, who has their light flashing at you, their gun drawn and goes, freeze, what are you doing? Oh, and now that you are illuminated, you look down <laughs> at yourselves covered in the wet, um, which appears to be a lot of blood. You are carrying a uh -oh. camper's uniform covered in blood, which is now all over all of your hands. Can I roll to karate chop the cop? Yes, you can. <laughs> and I'm gonna give you advantage, which is plus two on a do shit roll. Three, five, seven. seven. Great. Can, I, can I give him help? <laughs> can I give him one of my... Uh, one of my power joints. If you can, yeah. <laughs> You're like Batman, you got like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I pull out my tool belt. Uh-huh. So you, like Batman, pull out a joint, light it in front of a cop. And it's then, California. And then you, like a professional fucking dart player, throw it into uh, Chaz's mouth. He takes it, uh, almost surprised, inhales the entire thing and it just goes up. Mm -hmm. And then you feel like you have the power of a thousand men and you get to roll advantage. Oh. So roll again. Plus four. Seven. That's a seven. Fuck! <laughs> what do you say as you run towards him? Uh, cowabunga? <laughs> Chaz rips a fucking joint and starts running towards this cop and goes, Cowabunga! Bam! Shot in the leg. Wait! He goes down. Chen. Bro! Oh, I, I run to administer first aid to Chaz and I start screaming, Guys, your badge number! You have to tell me what your badge number is! <laughs> Guys, I'm so fucking wet! I'm, there's a lot of wet on my leg! Okay, can I hide and then try to karate chop the police officer while uh, Gus is distracting? I Sorry, mean, Benny is distracting the police officer. I need a couple of rolls. Yes, <laughs> Nat naturally. Uh, yeah. For uh, Benny, I need you to roll a no shit roll uh, so that you have. Uh, that's six. <laughs> what the fuck is your. <laughs> 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 I, lo I love dice games. I love D&D. &D. I love playing games where you roll D20s. It's great. Oh. <laughs> okay. Am I going to die? Benny rushes to administer first aid. I want your badge uh, number, by the way. <laughs> and and yeah. is yelling about badge numbers and is trying desperately to put their hands uh, over the, the what appears to be a shot artery, which is just spurting wet out all over you also. Um, and I would say that this is a great distraction. So you have both advantage okay. and uh, plus two on a do shit roll. Okay. That is 14 for the first one. Uh, 14, okay. With the uh, yeah. modifier. This is 18 with the modifier. There we go. Officer Randall is watching it in ab like just absolute horror going, he's so wet, there's so much wet, oh my God. As uh, Kiefer, like a fucking ninja under the darkness of night, uh, sneaks up behind, does some maneuvers, does not make a sound. And then what do you say as you karate chop this a police officer? <laughs> okay. Okay. With a. Uh, you chop him in the back of the neck and you hear it just snap. Oh, fuck! 
<laughs> Officer Randall falls down to the floor dead. What? Make sure you get his badge number. Okay, uh, um, can I loot him? See if he's got any bandages. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, loot this cop's yeah. dead body, and you now are the proud owner of a nightstick, uh, a pair of handcuffs, um, and a nine millimeter gun. <laughs> okay. As Benny is starting to stop the bleeding, or Jazz is running out of blood, that uh, appears to not be known at tomato, this time. Tomato, tomato. Um, it just reeks like fucking blood. And I mean reeks like Like blood. iron, like pennies. Yeah, like it is in the fucking air tonight. Um, shouts out Phil Collins. Yeah. And then you hear a much larger twig snap and the sound of a growl. And as you all look behind you, Man. you see a giant wolf standing on two legs, staring at you with hunger because all of you are covered in wet. I'm not that high. <laughs> this is this, real. This is the, the dog we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. You pull out the gun. Oh. Okay. Oh. I was confused as to what was happening. Who are you? The wolf, which was not paying attention to you, and you were the least covered. <laughs> The least covered in wet. In its teeth, you can see the unmistakable handkerchief given out to every single camper. Now you know that's fucked up. <laughs> and you know that I can't not shoot at you. Tell me who you are and where Daniel is, and then maybe I'll, sh I'll shoot you in like the leg or something. It's Instead. not that bad. <laughs> he said it's, yeah, evident, evidently he's been ble he's been bleeding out for like been, at least twenty minutes. I've been bleeding for a long time. Yes, it's, I'm fine. Chaz, what's five plus seven? Don't ask me that. Look, he's fine. I wouldn't have known even if I didn't have lost all his blood. Chaz is a big dude. He's got lots of blood. You can almost see that it doesn't understand you. There's nothing behind the eyes except for hunger as it uh, puts his head up in the air, howls, and then starts running towards you. This is stupid. Uh huh. You guys seen Jurassic World? Yeah. yeah. You know how Chris Pratt does the... Yeah. The hand, gonna, out, the yeah. hand out. I'm gonna the put hand. the gun down. Oh, oh God, because this I, is stupid. But I realize that the wolf does not understand my what I'm saying. Sure. But you know what is a universal language? Love. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna put my hand out, be as just like nurturing as possible. I need you to roll a talk shit roll. So yeah, while he's doing that, I'm gonna take the opportunity to try to drag Chaz and get away and hope that the werewolf is, is satisfied grab the gun, keeper. Grab the gun too. Grab can, the you, gun. can you roll really quick uh, for me a do shit roll? That is a, oh, that is a 20. That is nice. a nice. 20. Minus two, 18. Okay, so just keep that in mind and then I'm gonna nice. have you roll a talk shit roll as the wolf rolls its own wolf roll. Uh, 21. Oh my All God. Right. Okay, you put the gun down yeah. and hold your hand out and the wolf sees you do this and then almost stops in its tracks and is looking at you confused and worried because while it didn't register what you were saying, it seemed to know what the gun was. <laughs> and now it looks terrified, almost as if to say, wait, wait what, he doesn't need a gun? <laughs> I don't like this at all. Do I clock this? Yes, okay. you, you are picking up on all of this. It's almost like when you look into this wolf's eyes, you can almost see its soul. And it seems oh, wow. familiar to you, wow. uh, at least the fear does. While this is happening, Benny grabs 
<laughs> the underside, like underneath uh, 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 Chaz's arms and just fucking <laughs> sprints out uh, back towards the camp, yeah. I guess. And with safety, with, make sure to lift your knees a little bit more, dude. Just make sure, like, <laughs> as you sprint, like that's really the form that you want. This wolf uh, nervously sort of walks around you, Kiefer, uh, just trying to suss you out. Can I try to stash Chaz and go look through the cop's car for a shotgun? Nice. Uh, can you roll <laughs> a, can you roll a no shit uh, roll for me? 22. Wow, nice. holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Nice. You guys have seen uh, 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 Hunger Games? Where yeah, yeah. that guy turns himself into a rock, uh -huh. and they say that he was able to do that because he was good at designing cakes. <laughs> yes. This yeah. is part of the game, by the way. I'm just mad about that part in that movie. Yes. That's what you do. Okay. You cake, I made a cake. You fucking Ace of Cakes cake boss him into a bush uh, in a second flat, and then sprint over to the cop's car, uh, and the door is wide open, and you find uh, a number of things, including a shotgun with three different types of shells, Ooh. bird, slug, and silver. Oh. If there's like a Band-Aid or like maybe an Ace Wrap or something, that, <laughs> that would also be cool, that's dude. That's a good call. I'll grab some silver shells and look for there a first is aid a, kit. There is a first aid kit okay. inside of the Hell yeah. I'll head back to Chaz with the first aid <laughs> kit and He's been bleeding out for an hour. <laughs> yeah. He's now been turned it, into a bush. The human body can make more blood. We just have to stop like, it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. While this is happening, uh, back in the clearing, the wolf starts approaching you slowly and nervously, mm -hmm. uh, looking at you, looking down at the gun, and looking at you. What do you do? In the vein of the, the Chris Pratt Jurassic World <laughs> method. Classic. Mm -hmm. I'm going to grab the werewolf's hand. Uh, the werewolf reaches out, and in a moment you close your eyes because you think you're about to be clawed to death, but when you open your eyes, the werewolf has the gun! <laughs> the werewolf <laughs> has the gun! <laughs> and is pointing at you, going, Okay, 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 okay. I know you don't understand what I'm saying, but obviously I was trying to be nice. Like, it was like an obvious gesture that, regardless, I don't need the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Are you turning into a wolf or pretending? I'm pretending. Yeah. Okay. He's bringing the ah! beast with him. The werewolf is pointing the gun at you, to, not able to fit its fat wolf finger inside of the gun holder, and in a moment of desperation, puts the gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When he's doing the Chris Pratt thing he's to doing me. The Chris thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the werewolf goes, <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I put down the gun. <laughs> I kick it. No, I kick it. I kick it away. The gun is gone. Do I have to roll like a reaction and kick this gun? <laughs> you, kick, you kick the gun into 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 uh, yeah, where? outside of the forest. Uh, but it hits the body of Officer Randall and goes off and shoots him also in the leg. The officer? It shoots the officer. You already, you already broke his neck. does not react because oh, okay. he is dead. Okay. Wicked fucking dead. See what I can do? I'm really, really busy. Um, <laughs> Scooby? Um, I reach in my pocket. Uh-huh. I give him a cookie. He takes the cookie. He, he sniffs it. He dips it in the officer's wet. Ew. And then he eats it and goes... <laughs> <laughs> And sits down. Is there is there like a log situation where he's yeah, sitting yeah, on like yeah, a log? He's sitting okay. on a log. Moonlight illuminating uh -huh. from the sky. He sits down almost like content. Like I'm I ate my cookie in my wet. I take a seat next to him. 
you pull out a joint, light it. Uh, the the wolf takes the joint, takes hold of the joint, and and also inhales and exhales, and goes. This is some Remo Red. <laughs> and and this was English. You're saying this is what, <laughs> you were speaking my language. Yeah. So when, so earlier when I said who are you and you growled at me, what was that? I'm not afraid of rider arms. The subtitles say I'm not afraid of fire. <laughs> yeah, yes, okay, yes, okay. <laughs> you know what? You're all right. You. Yes. Uh, Benny, bounce onto the scene, holding a shotgun, loaded with silver oh, shells. Yeah. You have not seen anything else. You just patched up Chaz. What do you do? Uh, I see the werewolf sitting next to uh, Kiefer over there. Uh, I shoot the werewolf. Right. <laughs> you shoot and successfully kill. I, oh, I saved Kiefer. I'm a hero. <laughs> you shoot him in the leg with, oh, but no. with a full blast of silver, which if you are unfamiliar is deadly to werewolves. Oh. Uh, and the werewolf goes and slowly transforms back into the body of Daniel, uh, the camper. I that put the shotgun in Officer Randall's hands. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. This is perfect. Uh, we came upon Officer Randall shooting Daniel, and we had to incapacitate him to save the camper. I don't know what incapacitate means, <laughs> but I think what you're saying. Wait, are you still in the book? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what incapacitate means, but I think what you're saying is that like the cop shot the kid. Yes. Is that right? Yes. But that's a lie. No. I, okay. I'm going to roll a group uh, talk, talk shit roll for you guys. Uh, the camera pans up past the trees into the full moon, which slowly dissolves into a sun and goes down. And all we see is a screen of a television. It's the news. Good morning, Camp Redwood and the greater Camp Redwood area. Terrible news coming from our beloved camp. Officer Randall has shot and killed a small child with a silver shotgun uh, and is uh, was only stopped by the brave actions of three lawful citizens and camp counselors. It's just a shame when you see things like this happen and it pans out and you three watch as your plan has succeeded and you got away with murder. And not a single person died on technically the campgrounds of Camp Redwood. We did it. Another year successful in the books. Thanks to Benny. <laughs> You all jump up and freeze frame uh, as you are. And that has been Quick Quest. Hey. Hey. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Gus, you have your own D&D programs yes. uh, that you would like to share with our audience. It's uh, Tales from the Stinky Dragon. You can follow it at Stinky Dragon Pod on social media platforms. We have, uh, on top of the D&D podcast, we also have puppet videos and animated videos. Uh, go check it out on social media. Cool. Sammy, is there anything that you would like to promote while you're here? Uh, world peace. Um, <laughs> Damn, can I change my answer to his? I'd well, like he's talking about meta world peace. Oh. No. Um, <laughs> thankful for the, the Lakers. I think we're going to win it all this year. Yeah. And go, go friends. Yeah, and go check out Best Friends oh, Today. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. All of the information is available uh, as a lower third. Yes. Uh, and then Drew, my what? boss, thank you so much for Oh, yeah. Us. Hello. You are the director and writer of the movie uh, Raka. Yeah. 
which people can learn more about by following you on Instagram That's at right. Rock Short. That's right. Check out Rock Short on Instagram, and uh, you'll have more information about what we're making. Thank you so much for joining us, because where else can you watch D&D nerds kill a cop and get away with the ch ch child murder? I couldn't even get it out of my <laughs> <laughs> body rejected. Yeah, <laughs> didn't want it. Like gallons of wet, we fade away into the night. Thank you so much for joining us. This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is sponsored by Helix Sleep. Sleep is one of the most universal human experiences that there is. I don't know if you know this, but it's something that we all do. And it takes up about a third of our lives. And a good night's sleep can have some serious health benefits. But finding a mattress that I love seems to be really difficult. I mean, I don't want to have to go to a store and lie down on a mattress that somebody else has already been on just to find the right fit for me. Thankfully, Helix Sleep makes finding the perfect mattress a whole lot easier. It only takes two minutes uh, to take their quiz and be matched with one of the 20 unique mattresses that they offer. And if that wasn't enough, they also offer a 100-night trial so that you can test out your new mattress at home to make sure that it's the right fit for you. Do everything you do on a mattress. Sleep on it. Jump on it. <laughs> you know. Plus, your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Andrew Roses, known host of the Rooster Teeth podcast, uh, has had a Helix mattress for a really long time, and I say this with as much respect possible. He won't shut up about it. The other day, I was hanging out at his house when he wasn't there, and I laid down on his mattress, jumped around on it, and you know Um I think it might be one of the most comfortable mattresses that I've ever uh, been in in my entire life. So much so that I have one on the way right now. This is not a bit, okay? I have a Helix mattress in route to my house. And you can too, because right now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com rooster. This is their best offer yet, and it will not last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is sponsored by Shady Rays. We have officially reached the point in the year where you pretty much need sunglasses every time you step outside. And luckily our friends at Shady Rays have you covered, <laughs> literally, see? With polarized shades, oh, sorry, at an affordable price. And in case you don't already know, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that is just as good, if not better, than any expensive pair that I have ever worn in my life. Their frames are durable and extremely clear, making them great for outdoor adventures. I use these Shady Rays all the time. I have a different pair. These are actually Griff's pair, but I wear these while I'm driving because it blocks out everything i know it's like having a, a tint on your eyes it's incredible i love it i never have the sun in my eyes when i'm driving and uh you should get your own pair too plus if you lose or break your pair even on day one shady rays will send you a brand new pair no questions asked okay they don't want to know what you did with your sunglasses just tell them that you lost them and they will send you a new pair they don't want to know. They just want you in sunglasses. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, then you're dumb. End of story. But you can also exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. 
Go to ShadyRays.com and use code RoosterTeeth for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's fun to say. Two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. ShadyRays.com. Use code RoosterTeeth. Get 50% off two or more pairs. Thank you, Shady Rays. I love you so much. Welcome to RT Cares, where we take your questions and turn them into terrible, awful advice. Uh, today, we are joined by our two guests of the podcast, Drew Saplin and Caroline Grossman. Hi there. <laughs> You're a great fit-in for Griff, because uh, she also refuses to acknowledge the audience anytime. No, I love the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have a, uh, I think a really interesting question. One that really, uh, tickled me today. Mm. Uh, my father passed away when I was really young. Don't worry. I'm over it. And for my whole life, my mom has been a single mother, but recently she's begun dating. I know my mom is human and humans want to be loved, but I just, uh, sorry, that's bad is funny to me but i just feel weird about it how can i get over this and cope with my mommy seeing other dudes wait oh is this guy a dude himself is there an oedipus complex thingy going in here you think that this person uh wants to bang their own mom just because it's one thing to be like oh it's weird that my my mom is doing this thing that society has told me is gross and you should be ashamed of mm. but then it's another thing to be like there's another man in her life and i don't like that because oh, i'm the only man in man her life that's what it sounded like at the end so it, it doesn't sound and i'm not saying that you want to fuck your mother but it's it does kind of sound like that uh, now caroline's tapped into something really good here i think you should try to fuck your mother Okay. I think that you should, uh, so this is a twofold plan. First okay. plan Ooh. is uh, going to be uh, going through all of her matches on Hinge, uh, Bumble, um, Tinder, uh, Plenty of Fish, fish. Uh, uh, <laughs> Coffee Meets Bagel. Farmers Only Meat. Uh, farmers Only Meat. Oh, J-Date. the right stuff. Mm-hmm. J-Date. What's um, the right, what is the right stuff? Oh, the right stuff is <gasps> awesome, dude. It is a, oh, it is no. a uh, conservatives a, oh, only dating. Oh, I need to get on that. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. And I have a, uh, I have a right have a stuff profile. account uh, that I made. <laughs> what are the, wi- what are the women like? They're exactly what you think they would be. Like. I have no, I have no context. Like gun bunnies. Oh no, it logged me out. Oh. Oh, they knew it. They could smell it. Like, I'm gonna smells like to a fucking it. liberal to me. <laughs> I want to, uh, okay. You have blue hair. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, intern with blue hair. <laughs> That's not an intern either. It's a uh, uh, paid contractor. Oh shit, I didn't. I don't. I'm sorry. These I'm sorry. fucking conservatives, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so here's the here's here's the account for George. Uh, I wanted to see oh, where I have. I have pictures of me in a suit. Okay, here it is. Uh, they ha- they give you certain prompts, and here are the ones that I have. The biggest risk I've ever taken: picking up my life from good old Texas and moving down to Los Angeles. Haven't fully adjusted yet. Still looking for recommendations on stuff to do and places to explore that one seems pretty normal sure yeah. favorite liberal lie is oh the oh my god <laughs> wow that all mexicans have to be liberal liberal seriously have you ever spoken to any brown grandmas just as good as the white ones and here's <laughs> the last prompt is uh, january 6th was blank and I, it is a single word 
necessary. <laughs> That's funny. I also, uh, I didn't have very many pictures of myself that made me look liberal. So I got a screenshot of a truck. Very good. Mm -hmm. uh, me in a suit. That always looks good. Red tie, very yeah. conservative. Uh -huh. Me in a suit. Uh, and then it, just a screenshot of me listening to a, a kid rock oh, that's song and it's on like, Spotify. It's poorly like uh, uh, featuring cropped. Cheryl it's, Crow. It's really poorly cropped, so it lo you look uh, very conservative. <clears throat> yeah, I've uh, very Facebook. How diverse is the is the dating pool there? Like, what color are we seeing? It's or mostly thereof? it's mostly white. Again, it's <laughs> mostly white people. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm uh, The most recent match that I got was from a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I met with I matched with Katie, thirty seven. Uh, an independent travel agent who can Fucking work gosh. anywhere as long as Katie there's Wi-Fi. Katie listens to the podcast. Please have a passport. <laughs> Chivalry you. is very important to me. I take a lot of Pilates classes, love wine and cheese boards, voted for Trump twice, and will never get the jab. Uh, and to Katie, will never get the jab. <laughs> to Katie, no, um. I said I'd never kneel for the anthem, but I can't wait to get down on one <laughs> knee for you, sugar. <laughs> Yes. And oh, she I said, that. ha ha, oh yeah, want to get coffee sometime? Hell yeah. The right stuff rocks, dude. I th are you dating this person's mom? I think that's like... <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Like, we joke about this. Like, this is crazy. But I feel like they probably look at, like, Bumble, like, regular Bumble, mm -hmm. and feel that way, too. They're like, pronouns. Yeah. That's how they feel about it. So right. I kind of, you I watched, know, it goes both ways. I watched a guy freak out at Starfield because it has an option to put your pronouns on, on there, which is just like, Ooh. it's so fucking dumb. Anyway, my point was... Pronouns go, are dumb? Go, no, no. All right, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> my point was go through your mom's uh, dating apps, figure out what she's into, and then make a burner account that is the perfect man for her and then uh, oh, uh, is, invest in is, a lot of prosthetics. And then you get and then you get two. Oh, so it's not fucking creepy when when Robin Williams does it and to spend time with his kids, but you want to do the reverse to spend time with your mom. And that's creepy. That's right. Robin Williams like, is not trying to fuck his mother in Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, you don't know. They never made Mrs. Doubtfire too. <laughs> it would have been weird if there he has a son in that movie, right? Yeah. yeah he does. If his son Joey was like Lawrence. <laughs> No, it's a bodysuit, dear. I love it. I love this idea of Mrs. Doubtfire, where this, where the son is like, I'm into it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can someone find a pornography website and see if Mrs. Doubtfire has, if there's a so, porno version of it? Someone find a pornography website. Why don't you ask the blue-haired intern, you piece of shit? I'm sorry. Do you have a phone? Out? You do. Don't make <laughs> no, look up porn. <laughs> Sorry. My word. Uh, yeah, I think you should Mrs. Doubtfire your mom uh, and start the perfect relationship. And also, if I'm pitching titles here, Mrs. Doubtfiring blinks. Boom. There you go. Because you don't get her pregnant. Because that would be bad. God. That's the only part of it that would be bad. That's my advice. That's terrible advice. What do you mean it's terrible <laughs> advice? It's great advice. You get the best of both worlds. Your mom gets to be happy because she finds a beautiful person that she loves. Mm. And you get to spend more time with your mom and no man replaces you. I have an alternative plan. Please hit me with it. You you log into her accounts. Mm -hmm. You find the guy that she's like getting coffee with, right? Mm -hmm. And then you fuck that guy. <laughs> 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 you show up as your mom you on don't the want, date. Yeah, you don't want your mom fucking other guys. Fuck you them fuck before she can. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, because you're 
you're still, still committing to the Mrs. Doubtfire. You're, yeah, you're oh, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So you're fucking those this guys. This is a good brainstorm <laughs> sesh. Wow. So you're still pretending to be somebody else, but this time you're pretending to be your own mother. Correct. And fucking the dude. That's right. Ooh, that's a different kind of porn altogether. Yeah. Wow. Intern, look that up. Yeah. <laughs> Stop calling them an intern. Intern. What What would that be called? That would be um. That would be a Psycho. Who Who's the main oh. character from Psycho? Psycho. Jason Bateman? No. no. Jason <laughs> Bateman. Jason Bateman. Everyone's favorite beloved comedian. You know what I love? I, I wish that I could say like, oh, that was a silly little bit and not just my Also, brain. Also, you meant Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Yeah. Wait, who, Psycho is... Psycho is um, Norman Bates. Bates. Norman, that's close It's though. not my fault they're that's close. That's really close. Norman Bates fucked as his mom yeah. that's this part that alfred hitchcock wanted to leave in that was the hitchcock cut and they were like yeah alfred, it's kind of we weird alfred we can keep this in <laughs> I don't know al this is kind of fucked up i don't think it's that weird and uh i think it's fine so we have two good uh solutions i think you're gonna spend a lot of money on prosthetics <laughs> sure a secondary phone um a lot of dates whichever one dates. you're doing time here. it's a lot time. of time you're a lot invested. of burner phones you're right yeah. yeah 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 yeah. oh my god um but i think either you do those two very reasonable things or i'm gonna be a little bit silly here i'm gonna be a little bit what? weird and a little bit gross oh my goodness. um but other than that, you just see that your mom is also a human being that uh, mm. is in need of love and affection, the same that you are, um, and that sometimes you just have to kind of let uh, go of it. My uh, mom and dad were never together when I was uh, when I was a, a kid, um, and then uh, she married my awful stepfather, who I've talked about on the podcast before. That's Miller Time uh, Mark. Oh, I just gave away his real name. Um, <laughs> But I didn't say his last name. I'd never say his last name. No, no, no. Um, and uh, yeah, then uh, when I was in high school, my mom, after they got a divorce, my mom started going on dates and she hid the dates from me. Oh, weird. Uh, because she thought that I would get weird about my mommy, my best friend who I love with all of my heart going out there on dates. And uh, I feel weird about it. But in my head, I was just like, <laughs> get it, girl. Yeah, get fucked. Yeah. Why would I be mad? Why would I ever be, happy. be mad? Yeah. yeah, if she's happy, that that's the other thing is is if dating makes your mother happy, mm -hmm. that should make you happy. Yeah. You ungrateful piece of shit that emailed the Rooster Teeth podcast. <laughs> what kind of fucking person? Which Just also, kidding. by the way, you can do by sending an email to rtcares at roosterteeth.com uh, if you also want this to happen to you or I don't know, slide that email to your mom's baby. <laughs> shit, I'm running in there. Is she on right stuff? Do you think? <laughs> I'm so glad I finally had an opportunity to talk about the right stuff. Because yeah. it's just been burning a hole in my pocket. It's one of my favorite films. Uh, <laughs> it is, yeah. We've made references to it on the last uh, couple RT shorts. Um, or Cold Opens. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think that I think that's helped. And uh, I think that's been good. Do you have anything to say closing out? Are we finishing? Yeah. That's it. Uh, no, I, I think, well, I was very nervous to come on because I, I felt like I would be unfunny well, there's, and there's, sad. There's still more show. Oh shit. Never mind. I was going to do a big dramatic ending. We're going to boy dinner it up. <laughs> Let's go on to the next section. Shall we? <laughs> Shall we? I think that we've solved your problem. So let's go on to my favorite segment every single week. It's time for always on. <laughs> 
Welcome everybody to Always On. It is time for another circle joke where we, uh, Drew and I, sit around our guest and we joke off. This joke is funnier when it's with, Griff, right? Yeah. And when it's you, it feels yeah. creepy and gross. Yeah. In case you're just joining us for the first time, or like you two haven't done this before, uh, Drew and I wrote jokes uh, about the headlines. We turned them into punchlines because the news is terrible, and this is a better way to experience it. We're gonna go joke for joke, and then you're going to pick your favorite winner, and then uh, award them with the prize. And Drew. You're going to kick us off this oh, week. Peruvian police have detained a man who was caught with an 800-year-old mummy who he claimed was named Juanita and was his girlfriend. When questioned, the man said, I'm into MILFs. No, no. The other kind. <laughs> Mummies, I'd like to... <laughs> Mummies, I'd, I'd like to... Can we say... 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 Can we say fuck? Genuine question. Can I say fuck? Yes. Yeah, do oh, okay. Yes, yes. You yeah. can absolutely always say fuck. Right. Uh, McDonald's has decided to get rid of their self-serve soda machines, which uh, they believe will significantly cut down on people asking for water cups and then giggling <laughs> as they walk away. <laughs> Very good. Uh, that is a joke that I wrote beforehand, and honestly, I am disappointed in them because how else am I going to make my suicide drink? Were you... Which is what we called it as a kid, and I'm now realizing is problematic. But just where you spritz every right. soda into it. What do they then, call it? What do the kids call it today? I don't know. What do you What do you guys call it today? A, what What are you referring to? A suicide, a suicide drink. You like run down a suicide the fountain drink. When you go. You like every, oh, I thought every... you meant like Kool Aid. No. no. Oh, Technically, no. it was flavor it. Yeah. yeah so flavor it. Right. <laughs> a suicide is when you go to Taco Bell and you hit every flavor, and then put cyanide. I, in. I like that. Okay, that makes more sense. I like that. This sense. is the only podcast that immediately corrected everyone. Be like, no, it's flavor it. We all knew that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. We all knew what they took in Jonestown. Did they change it to Kool-Aid because of what happened? Uh, I think people just knew about Kool-Aid more than they knew about Flavor Aid. Right. Okay. All right. All right. But it's good. It's good that your mind is on branding when we talk about ritual <laughs> no sick murder. Drew? Sure. Medical before picture, Elon Musk has had its third child with failed Bjork impersonator Grimes. Doing my best to help the underpopulation crisis, he posted. A collapsing birth rate is the biggest danger civilization faces by far, said the man who is the biggest danger civilization faces by far. <laughs> that was really that's good. A, See, I can write jokes. That that's a really fun. strong I can, joke. I can be a boss and write jokes. <laughs> that is true. Boy boss. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for boy dinner. It's every drink from Taco Bell and a joke that you wrote before this show. It's every drink from dinner and then suicide. That's what, yeah, that's what it is. Oh. Boy dinner. I think about boy dinner a lot now. <laughs> California has moved to decriminalize psychedelic drugs, taking one step further in taking Colorado's spot as America's cool uncle. I don't mind if you get high. I'd just rather you do it under my roof. Very like good. That. That's very good. I, like yeah. I didn't feel that great about that joke. That was a good one. I like no, that yeah. a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And like you wrote these like 30 seconds before. No, we went. You don't like, tell them that. I, I spent an hour to get like media, mediocre jokes. Like, and you just like cranked out three like gems. They are not supposed to know that I wrote these I'm I'm pulling back the curtain. Start. I'm pulling back the whole curtain. You're gonna have to cut out so much of this episode. I've decided. No, oh, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of this gets left in now. Oh man, I'm gonna make it to where you have to cut it. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Convicted murderer and pro hide and seeker Daniello Cavalcante crab walked his way to freedom from a Philly area penitentiary. He's the only Philadelphia resident on record to have fucked around and not found out. Oh, that's good. That's See? good. I've, I, like that. I think. What's funnier to me is that I have watched the video and he literally did crab walk out of prison. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like we're, 
all of this is going to sound like a bit. He's a fucking Looney Tunes character yeah. who keeps like evading police because they spot him and then don't catch him. And he's just keeps changing his appearance. He um, stole a van and like got through a police barricade. You know what I'm realizing right now is that we have uh, two people working on the show today that we've never seen. One that keeps covering their face with a mask. Where are you from? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Daniello. Good to meet you. You just see him crab walk out. You're like, oh, that was strange. That's weird. That's strange. Draft Kings has apologized after they received complaints for their 9/11 themed "Never Forget" promotion. And honestly, I think that title was really tasteless. But who else is letting you put 25 large on where the terrorists will strike oh, next? Oh, I love that. That was great. Mm, I love that. Thank Quality. you. I'm hearing groans. I'm hearing groans. I'm hearing groans on set. We'll send everyone back to where? Where is he from? Florida? Yeah, Philly. 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 Uh, so those have been the headlines. We turn them into punchlines. Now we turn to you uh, in the center of our circle joke. Which joke did you like the most? Well, I, I liked your Elon Musk joke. Mm -hmm. I felt that was just extremely descriptive and very funny. But uh, I have a soft spot for 9-11. Mm. <laughs> Something about it. I have a soft spot for 9-11. I do. Yeah. It's I right do. around the like 12th floor or so. Yeah. <laughs> Woo and for that you get to keep it oh my god i'd like to thank so many people i'd like to thank caroline for coming on i'd like to thank drew for giving me a job and i'd like to thank our producer tyler for already writing an apology letter uh on behalf of rooster teeth for the 9-11 jokes we made this episode we'll see you next week folks thank you so much for tuning in wow I fucked it up already. That's okay, bud. All right, bye. Boy dinner. Boy dinner. Boy, boy, boy dinner. dinner. Boy dinner. Ah!